Hello, this is Emily Gower, your host for your Extraordinary Life podcast, where my heartfelt mission is to inspire you to find your purpose, create the career and the life that you dream of, and truly manifest the extraordinary future that you deserve. Let's dive in and let's start the next episode where I'm going to be helping you to fulfill your soul's calling on earth and mastering the life that you desire. Hello and welcome to our next episode. Now, in my last episode, I talked all about spiritual practices and why and how they're so important for your life. Now, in that episode, I actually mentioned journaling and how journaling has been one of the most powerful practices that I have used to calm my mind and inspire my spirit. Now, I promised that what I would do is do a whole podcast episode on just how to start your journaling practice. And that is what this episode is all about. Now, over the years, journaling has brought enormous value to my life. I believe that journaling is a potent tool for creating mental, emotional, and also physical well-being. Writing is an extraordinary activity. And regardless of whether you're writing a blog or an article or a book, or even if you're just jotting down notes in your journal, writing gives us the opportunity to integrate our thought processes. You know, we have such busy minds. And I know that mine is like a disco party sometimes. It's like there's six lanes of traffic all trying to merge into one. And I know that things can be crazy inside our heads. And so documenting everything that's on our mind and getting it out onto paper, it really does help us to make sense of our life, to organize our thoughts and to ultimately become present in this moment, which is where we are the most powerful. Writing things down and using a journal to do that helps us to find clarity among the noise and to make strong conclusions and decisions about what is happening in our life and what it is that we need to do next in order to create the life that we want. Now, journaling, I believe, also helps us to access our deep wisdom that's inside of us. As we write down our thoughts and our feelings and we start to reflect on our life, it gives us the opportunity to have these aha moments where we find an answer to a question that we had, we gain maybe a new perspective on a challenge or something that's happening in our life, and it helps us to know what to do next in order to solve a problem. And because it allows us that space to process our thoughts and feelings, what it really does is it really enables us to come back to our truth and to access the answers that we need from within. And that alone makes journaling such a powerful practice to work with, even on a daily basis, and also a reliable source of creativity and inspiration. Now, just as a side note, research has actually shown that many great leaders from business leaders to people who created wealth to philosophers actually created a a journal and carried that journal with them on their person. I mean, they had it so close to their own body because they recognized the power of writing their thoughts down in order to access deep wisdom and in many cases to step up and be even greater as a leader. And so history has shown that journaling is incredibly powerful. There have actually been studies done on the therapeutic benefit of journaling. And so I have no question, you know, from looking at that research and also from my own personal experience, that journaling really is a superpower that we can keep in our back pocket to help us to find composure, to create from within, to listen to our truth and to move forward powerfully. 
when you journal and you sort through your thoughts and your ideas and your feelings, you also have a greater ability to open the heart and to return to your heart so that you have heart-based living, so that you feel more inspired from within, so that you know more who you are, what it is that you would love to do, and to really get to know yourself intimately and, and create a formidable relationship with yourself, which is important for life mastery and also achieving all of your goals. Now, of course, journaling also decreases our stress levels because it gives us the chance to let your feelings and your thoughts out onto the page. So instead of bottling them up inside you for days or weeks or months, years, or God forbid, even decades, it allows you to kind of let the pressure out of the pot, really get some objectivity happening in the events of your life, to see things from a different perspective, and to ultimately alleviate that pressure that we sometimes have internally when we have a busy life and we are so challenged by the events that are happening, right? So it's incredibly good for stress relief. And of course, that is good for your physical well-being because when you work through your thoughts and feelings and the things that are causing stress for you and you use the page and your journal in order to do that, you start to reset your nervous system. You can switch into parasympathetic, shift into rest and digest, and then being able to do that regularly enables you to come back stronger in your own life. So journaling is incredibly powerful. It has so many benefits for your life. And the thing I love is that there is no judgment when you journal. It is a record just for you. And it is there 24 hours a day, whenever you need it. It is a sacred, safe space for you to be yourself, to express whatever is within you, and to find your way to the other side of whatever you're facing in your life today, regardless of whether that is personal or professional. So now that we've sort of explored some of these incredibly powerful benefits of journaling, I'm going to share with you the first three steps that you can take in order to start your journal practice. And it doesn't matter if you're, you're already using a journal, what I'm going to share might help you to kind of take your journal practice to the next level or to enhance your experience by giving you some ideas. But if you are starting out and you've never had a journal before, then this will be perfect because it will show you exactly where to start. As I am going to give you not only the first steps to take strategically, but also some ideas on what to actually journal about. So let's dive in. Step number one, when it comes to journaling and diving into the world of journaling is to very simply put, decide whether you're going to use a digital journal or whether you're going to handwrite your journal. So you're going to start your practice by choosing your medium. Now I have used two primary methods for my journal over the years. I have used a digital journal, which is a Word document, and this is actually what I use today. But I've also done journaling through a bound notebook and through actually handwriting. Now, the digital journal has benefits because it is very efficient. Um, There's a lot of technology involved in that, obviously, where you can access your journal at any time. It's very lightweight. You can travel. You can just have this open as a Word document or maybe on Evernote, and you can keep it with you wherever you go. So the digital journal has a lot of advantages in that way. I personally will type. I mean, I type quite quickly. In fact, I type very fast. So I use my digital journal because of that, partly because I don't always have tons of time to sit with my journal. So sometimes digitally is a little bit more efficient for me, but also I love the dictate feature that's in Microsoft Word. And so I have actually recently started to verbally journal as well as typing. 
And that is also an awesome experience for me. So I'm using digital at the moment. Having said that, I did use a handwritten journal for many years and I absolutely loved that process. There is something really special about having a handwritten journal. Holding the notebook is a deeply personal experience and it can really help to keep your journal separate from all the distractions and the other things that are on your computer. In fact, full confession, there have been days where I've opened my computer at like 6.30 in the morning. My intention was to jump into my journal and then I found myself suddenly, you know, checking on statistics or sales on a program or answering to a team member. And then I have to smack myself and say, that's not why you opened your computer. Now, if I'd had a physical journal, like I was handwriting, then this probably wouldn't have happened. So that is one of the advantages of having a written journal where you actually have to step away from your computer in order to journal. It will give you that sense of separation. Now, as well as that, it can also encourage you to slow down because when you handwrite, for most people, they'll handwrite slower than they type. And so in the space and time where you're writing with your hand, it actually slows your thinking process down and that allows for deeper thoughts. And as an interesting side fact, handwriting actually stimulates like tens of thousands of neurons in your brain while typing stimulates only a handful and that was a really interesting article that I read many years ago about the benefits of handwriting. So sometimes when we're trying to get deeper into our thoughts and deeper into our feelings, there's actually nothing better than taking literally pen to page. And so that can be another benefit of having a handwritten journal. Now, just a side tip, if you do decide that you're going to handwrite your journal as opposed to doing a digital one, then just be sure to choose a journal that you really love. The right paper type, the right color, the right size and the right cover design can make a world of difference and you feel like this is one of your prized possessions and you can't wait to return to your practice. So that is step number one is to decide are you going to use a digital platform or are you going to handwrite? Step number two is very simple which is to choose your journaling time slot which means you're going to look at your diary and you're going to ask yourself in order to create a regular practice for myself with journaling what would be the best time of day or the best time of week in order for me to sit and journal. And you start to schedule it into your diary, just like you would with any other appointment. Now, I personally find that journaling is usually the most spiritually profound, either first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And the reason I, I think it is that way is because in the morning, there's this beautiful space, really powerful space between when you're asleep and when you're fully awake. And you're kind of like semi-waking. And in that space, you have your true feelings and the things that are really on your mind. They usually bubble up and they're right there as you wake up in the morning. So if you journal from that space, it can give you uh, like it's opening a door almost. It gives you a doorway into what is really going on inside you, into your true thoughts, into your true feelings. And that can be incredibly powerful. So first thing in the morning can definitely work. I know some people, some clients of mine, that wake up in the morning, they grab their tea or some of them drink coffee and then they grab their journal and they spend a little bit of time in the morning just journaling and that's how they start their day and that's really profound. So in the morning can work and the other time of day that I find is particularly juicy is at the end of the day. Now you've finished all your appointments, all your commitments are done for the day, maybe it's 10 o'clock at night, maybe it's 9.30 at night, whatever time you, you wind down at the end of the day. But essentially now you're in that space where you're returning to just yourself. So the busyness of the day has calmed down 
and you've got that private sacred space just to be with yourself. God, maybe it's at seven o'clock at night, whatever time of day that is for you. But the nighttime reflection, that can be incredibly potent as well. Now, of course, I'm not saying that you have to journal in the morning or that you have to journal in the evening. I just know that there's something heightened about doing it at that time of day. Of course, you could also do it maybe once a week and on Sunday morning, you go to your local cafe and you have a nice breakfast and you spend like an hour, you know, journaling. That's completely fine as well. Whatever it is that works for you. It's just about choosing what feels right. And maybe you need to try it a few different ways in order to work it out. Maybe daily is too much. Maybe it is more of a weekly flow. But regardless, just find the time slot and also the frequency of that that's going to suit you best. Now, I recommend allowing at least 30 minutes just to be with your journal to give you some space to actually slow down your mind and to get present. But I also know that at least once a week, I like to spend like closer to an hour with my journal where I just kind of let myself run and I'm not worried about, you know, time or that I have to finish at a certain time. Like I probably am a little bit more inclined to do that during the week, but maybe on a weekend, I would then Part of me, I would then allow myself to just explore and to really slow down and be with that journal. So that is definitely something to consider that you might have some short journaling practice, but you also might have some that are longer as well. So this is all about just choosing your time slot and choosing the frequency of that. And then third, the third step, and this is the most juicy one, is to start writing. Now, I found a lot of people that have asked me about journaling over the years, they basically say, well, I don't even know how to start my practice, but I really don't know what to write about. And if you're not naturally a writer, then that makes sense. You know, you may not have that inspiration just naturally sitting there. And so what I'm going to do is give you a series of different entry points and starting points for your journaling that can help you to go within, to reflect on your life, to open up and to start writing. So here's some ideas for things that you can use to spark your inspiration to journal. And the first one is to count your blessings. And this is really all about gratitude. Now, I start every journaling session by counting my blessings. Gratitude is a powerful force and a powerful energy for creating an extraordinary life because it magnetizes towards us even more of what we would love. And that can really help you in your life, no matter what you're facing right now. So you might make this a regular part of your journal practice, that the first thing you do is write down everything that you're grateful for. In fact, it's probably one of the most powerful ways to start a journaling practice. So you can write down your gratitude for the relationships in your life, for someone who's perhaps made a contribution to you recently. You could thank for your family and friends, perhaps for the team that support you in your work. I do that quite regularly where I'm appreciating them for helping me to fulfill my mission. You might also give gratitude for having a roof over your head at night, for having a comfortable bed. You know, sometimes the little things we take for granted, but they're actually the big things. You know, we are so blessed. We have so much to be grateful for. So counting blessings for even simple things like that can be very profound. Now, you can also have gratitude for the experiences that you've had. You can write down blessings about opportunities that you received, perhaps in your career, like opportunities to speak on stage or to work with a certain client. But basically what you want to do with gratitude is write until your mind is present and you feel it in your heart. Counting gratitudes is not really about counting them, ironically. It's more about sitting with gratitude and cultivating that state of thankfulness in your mind and in your being. Now, the next thing that you can do as an entry point to journaling is to write down the biggest question that's currently on your mind. Now, I will often use my journal to ask big questions about myself and my life. In fact, 
I'm probably uh, <laughs> a bit inclined to ask the existential questions like, why am I really here? And what is the real meaning of my work? You know, I like to ask those big questions. And I use my journal as a platform to do that quite frequently. So I will write the question down and then I will very simply surrender it and open it up to my higher mind. And then I allow and trust the universe to help me find the answer. And you know what? That answer might come a week later. It might even come a month later or maybe even several months later. But I've always found that it does show up. So when you ask the question, you open the space to receive the answer and to get the clarity that you're seeking. You know, one of my mentors often says that the quality of your life is based on the quality of the questions that you ask. And I do believe that. And you can use your journal as a platform to ask those deep questions, to really have self-inquiry and to care enough to receive the answer. This is about the big questions relating to the big issues in your life. Like, where are you going? What are you doing? What are we doing with your business? What do you want to offer? How would you love to get paid and what for? You know, we're asking these juicy questions so that you can get clearer about who you are. Now, you can also use your journal to perhaps capture any profound comments or conversations that you've had. So one of my favorite uses for my journal is to capture any meaningful or inspiring things that someone might have said to me during the day. So I will literally quote the person and then I will write down my personal feelings or reflections about what that person said. So, for example, if someone acknowledges a strength in me or I receive a really meaningful acknowledgement or compliment, I would write down what that person said and then I would take a few moments to just reflect on that and I'd write about it. You know, how do I feel about that? What did that inspire in me? What thought process unfolded after they made that comment? And you're basically engaging with the world around you and documenting these important moments. This also, by the way, creates an amazing record of your life journey. Now, furthering on from that, you can also write about significant moments. Now, I believe that if you look for beauty and magic and love, you will find it because it's all about what you place your attention on. So if you use your journal as a place to document the beautiful, significant moments of your life, this will help you to see and to experience even more of them. Because what you focus on, you start attracting. And so you can document moments of heartfelt connection with a client or with a loved one. You can document moments where you were genuinely inspired and you had tears running down your face. You know, you can document anything that's significant that stood out for you. This is the story of your life that you're documenting. So use your journal to capture the moments that really stood out for you. By the way, if you start doing that and if you document the moments that inspired you, this will also help you to get clearer on what your purpose is because what you write about is what you care about. Just a little side note, I thought I'd plant that seed for you. You can also document personal revelations or realizations because journaling allows us the opportunity to cultivate our relationship between what is out there which is the world around us, and what is in here, which is the things that are inside our heart and mind. So you can use your journal as a place to write about your personal breakthroughs or to even explore things that you want to break through and use it as an opportunity for personal healing. Document your personal growth. Go, hey, today I realized I'm actually far more valuable than I thought I was. Oh, wow, this person is seeing me as greater than I'm seeing me as. Right. And you can write about that, document those for yourself and then build on those, write about them, flesh it out. You can also write about what you want in life. And I think that a journal is a fabulous open space to explore your true desires in life. And it will help you over time to discover what is truly important to you. So you can spend time reflecting about your visions, your dreams and your goals and ask yourself, 
What do I truly want? Like really ask yourself that question and care enough to know the answer and then write openly about the life you want to live. Now, in my journal, I will frequently be journaling about like personal reflections and also career or work related reflections. And my personal reflections are really about my personal breakthroughs and insights, how I'm really feeling about things, maybe thoughts about family and relationships. And then my career side of it is more about business or even about money. And so I'm reflecting on those. And in that, I'm defining clearly for myself the relationships that I want, the business that I want, what I really want to do with my time here. And so when you lean into that question, you start journaling about it, you get a really clear picture in your mind of what kind of life you want to live. Now, one of the other things you can do is you can document your dreams. So if you are a believer that our dreams at night have meaning, then you can use your journal as a place to write down the key symbols from your dream and also their meanings, and then write about how you interpret that in relation to your life. And this was one of my favorite things I used to do with my journal when I was 17 or 18 years old. I used to interpret my dreams, look at who was in the dream, what happened, and then I would like make sense of that for myself personally. So dream interpretation is also another amazing entry point to your journal. You might also draw an oracle card. So you might have a deck of oracle cards that you like to use. If you don't, recommend getting one for you. And what you can do is if you feel stuck with your journal and you really don't know where to start, then just draw an oracle card out of the deck and write down that meaning of that card in your journal and then write about how it relates to your life right now and use that as a starting point. Now, two more ideas for what you can do with your journal practice. One is that you can write a prayer. Now, I will often use my journal to pray, to basically request something from the universe, usually some kind of confirmation or support. And I usually will underline the word prayer and then I will write my prayer after it. And sometimes I will pray for strength if I'm dealing, dealing with something challenging or I'll pray for like a confirmation or a sign that I'm on the right path or I'll pray for the right person to show up to help me out with, say, something that's going on in my business. And then other times the prayer might be as really specific. So I might ask for something like, you know, please provide me with ideas on what to do with this next training program. Right. So I'm praying for various different things. Sometimes I'm sending a prayer out, pardon me, for a loved one. Um, I have a girlfriend in, in Pakistan who's doing med school. So sometimes I'll send a prayer out for her to make sure that she's receiving what she needs. But you can use your journal as a beautiful space for prayer. And finally, and this is really the overall point and principle of your journal, is to write down your feelings and thoughts. And of course, you can use your journal as a space to do this. You might take the time to just sit and, you know, review the different areas of your life, maybe your mind, maybe your body, your spirituality, your career, your business, and then write openly about them and ask yourself, you know, how do I feel about this particular area right now? What is happening for me? You know, what do I want to change? You know, where do I want to go? And again, asking those questions with love as though you were talking to a friend and waiting for that answer and trusting that the answer will be there and looking to get to know yourself. Now, the beauty of keeping a journal is that really there are no rules. These are just ideas for you. There is no right or wrong approach to it. I believe that the power is in the act of doing it, not necessarily in getting it right. So don't be scared of the page. You know, it is your safe, sacred space. Use it as a practice for personal growth, for resolving challenges, for unleashing your greatness into the world by sharing your gift. Do this for you. Remember that this is for you. It's not for anyone else to read it unless you choose to share parts of it. 
So this is a great opportunity also to build your confidence as a writer, but ultimately it's a free space. You know, it's a space where you can show up, you can be yourself, you can offload the things that are on your mind, you can lighten your spirit and then find your way forwards. So I hope this has helped you to either start your journal practice or enhance the practice that you already have. Enjoy your journaling and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life. I can't wait to share even more inspiration with you in our next episode. If you would love even more guidance to help you to create your extraordinary life, then be sure to follow me on other social media platforms, including Instagram and YouTube and of course, Facebook, so that I can share with you daily inspiration and tips and wisdom that is going to inspire you to live boldly in pursuit of your purpose. If you type me in as Emily Gower, G-O-W-O-R on any of these platforms, you will find me and I would love to hear from you, even if you have some feedback and let me know which one of your podcast episodes was your favorite. I can't wait to connect with you again soon. See you in our next episode.